Welcome to day 163 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with uh, my lovely wife, Cindy Kemp, and uh, my co-worker. <laughs> David, Don't call me lovely. David Cave. Such a, such a lovely the guy. guy to his left. <laughs> <laughs> we are in the book of Colossians, and uh, <clears throat> Colossians, Ephesians, Philippians, and the book of Philemon were all written when Paul was in prison, probably in prison in Rome, uh, deeply rich you know this is toward the end of paul's ministry so he's maturing in the faith he's uh, writing uh, every sentence you know in these yeah. epistles mm-hmm. is so rich with theology so rich with gospel so rich with hope and, and deep encouragement uh, calls us into living a life you know as he prayed in the first chapter that is worthy of him and pleases him in every way and uh, what a beautiful blueprint for following Christ, responding to the grace of Christ, hearing the gospel, uh, and being founded in, in Christ Jesus. So we come to Colossians chapter 2, and we struggled in chapter 1 to cover everything in chapter 1. We will again struggle in chapter 2 mm-hmm. yeah. uh, to cover everything in chapter 2, and then in 3 and 4, and then for <laughs> Ephesians. And of course, God has given us a lifetime of wealth mm-hmm. and uh, riches to meditate on and uh, to grow in. So before we endeavor to do chapter two, let's ask the Lord by his spirit to meet us here and to uh, take those things that belong to him and make them ours and to establish us even more firmly in the gospel and in Christ Jesus. So David, you mind leading us in prayer? No, let's pray. Guide to my left. <laughs> Guide to the left. <laughs> and Father, we do thank you so much for time in your word. Um, as we look to it, as we read it, um, may it shape us, may it do the work that only it can do. Um, renew our affections for Christ. Um, strengthen our love for our brothers and sisters in the church. And may we be encouraged to continue on in Christ Jesus. Um, Father, we love you. We ask you to be with us now as we turn to your word. We pray all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Colossians chapter 2. I want you to know how hard I'm contending for you and for those at Laodicea. And for all who have not met me personally, my goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom we are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this, that no one may deceive you by sounding arguments. For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world, rather than on Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He is ahead over every power and authority. In him you are also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was cut off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all of our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. 
and having disarmed the powers and the authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you. Such a person also goes into great detail about what they have seen. They're puffed up with idle notions by their unspiritual mind. They've lost connection with a head from whom the whole body, supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews, grows as God makes it grow. Since you died with Christ to the elemental spiritual forces of this world, why, as though you still belong to the world, do you submit to its rules? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These rules, which have to do with things that are all destined to perish with use, are based on merely human commands and teachings. Such regulations, indeed, have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in, restrain, in restraining sensual indulgence. Fantastic chapter. Mm-hmm. Of course, I've always loved uh, one of uh, one of the verses of that. Always encourages me, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, mm-hmm. continue to live in Him, rooted and built up in Him, mm-hmm. strengthened in your faith as you were taught, and overflowing, you know, with thankfulness, which is kind of the heart of how we live out the Christian life, which we'll go into much more detail, you know, tomorrow and continue to. But it's just such a fantastic, such a fantastic verse. So what are some of the things that stand out as you guys read this? Well, obviously that verse. Yes. And then I thought I would get the best yeah. verse first, mm-hmm. you know, just jump right yeah. out there. But no, how I'm just going to leave you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, Christ is is the key to the Christian life. He, he's the one that makes it all make sense and he's at the center mm-hmm. of it and you know, he tells us there as Paul just said to continue in him, to receive him, uh, continue to live your life in him, to continue to walk in him and then we see that you know, these other folks have come in and they've lost connection to the head, you know. So there's this mm-hmm. connection to Christ, and obviously we're united to him, which he says that numerous times, in him, with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see this kind of the centrality of Christ to the Christian life in here. Yeah, and we see, you know, we don't, we're not exactly sure what, you know, the, what the Colossians were contending with. He, he calls it, you know, mm-hmm. the philosophy. Right. So it's something that has kind of a worldly, you know, cast to it. It doesn't depend on Christ, but it depends on elemental forces, you know, of, of the world. Mm-hmm. And by that he means, you know, the, the, uh, the demonic influences that worldly ideas you know, come from. And that doesn't mean that there's not, you know, through common grace, and, you know, some good things that come, you know, through worldly ideas, but they come as such a mixture because their foundation is is not Christ. So it's easily to get drawn away on, you know, different worldly philosophies. Unless mm-hmm. Christ is the center, mm-hmm. it is of you know no value, you know, to you at all. And in fact, you know, can draw you away mm-hmm. from Christ. So these guys are emphasizing legalisms. They have rules about days and rules about what you can eat and mm-hmm. rules about what you can touch and rules about, you know, what you can't touch. And he said that that looks wise. You know, here I have all of these rules for myself and I'm living like, such oh, a high, man, I, I like exalted, that. you know, yeah. lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I am even more disciplined than scripture itself calls me to be a disciplined. Oh you know, and so it has yeah. appearance of wisdom. Mm-hmm. But then he also says, you know, they're talking about their experiences. So their measure of the gospel is what they have seen and what they have heard, and it's not exalting Christ, it's exalting themselves. 
And I do appreciate, because he says in verse 4, I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. Sure. So it's kind of like they were like, okay, we have Jesus and, you know, whatever they're adding to that. Because he says, no, it's it's complete. Um, my goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love. I feel like even what was taking place was causing some disunity there. Um, so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And it's Christ, Christ alone. So. And and really, it's not, you know, they have Christ plus something. Right. Because when you add uh, something mm-hmm. to Christ, you have diminished Christ. Exactly. And you have moved away, you know, from the fullness, you know, that, uh, you know, that, you have in Christ. And of course, that's what he's talking about here. In Christ is all the fullness of God, and you have come to fullness in Christ. He alone is the one who fulfills God's purposes in your life, his redemptive purposes, his restorative purposes, new creation. Uh, and he is, he is the one in which you find your fullness, not in these fine-sounding little you know, philosophies or added rules that you want to bring in or, you know, religious holidays or anything like that and of course he he tells us here that those were a shadow of things that that were to come which tells us you know the purpose of the old testament law it was uh, not to produce righteousness in us but to give us a picture of the righteousness that would be fulfilled in christ so every ritual every rule every law is as christ said to the two disciples Mm -hmm. on the road to emmaus that all of these things are pointing to Mm -hmm. me but they're not a substitute for mm-hmm. me. They have found their fulfillment in Christ, and we have found our fullness in Him. It's, that's two really fun things to think about, right? How everything from old has its fulfillment in Christ, and how we mm-hmm. actually find our fulfillment in Christ as well, which is obviously so much easier for me to believe for you than mm-hmm. also as high as yeah, for me to believe for myself. Yeah. That, oh, I, you can be satisfied in Christ. He's, he's, he's all that you mm-hmm. need. Yeah, right. there's no and doubt about to that. Do that for myself, but that's, to see that it's such a good reminder that in that, verse ten in Christ you have been brought to fullness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it's you know the good news is such spectacularly good news that it's hard to believe. Mm. It's hard to believe what we have received in Christ. It's hard to believe you know that our we have fullness in Christ. It's hard to believe that uh, we can experience that fullness in Christ. You know, in mm-hmm. in joy and in. Uh, restored relationships and peace it, it, it is good news it is kind of scandalous and it is hard for the heart to believe yeah and absolutely. that's why we need the help of the spirit mm-hmm. in order for those to be I, I love you know I love that final phrase of you know just going back you know to uh, you know verse six and seven again yeah. just as receive Jesus as as Lord mm-hmm. uh, continue to live your lives in him rooted and built up in him strengthen the faith that you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness mm-hmm. um, there's there's how we know we're, we're kind of drifting when you know we our, our hearts are no longer grateful for the gospel and we no longer see mm-hmm. ourselves as people who are overwhelmingly blessed rather than mm-hmm. impoverished yeah. in any way yeah and so when we're focused on our circumstances, we're focused on why things aren't going right for us or working out exactly the way that they wanted to or I wish we had or could have or, 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 or whatever. But when we're focused on Christ, we realize that we have been blessed beyond our wildest imagination mm-hmm. in him and, and, and who he is. And he even gives us a great description of if, mm-hmm. if you're feeling some lack of thankfulness 
for the gospel or for Christ or you haven't really thought about all that you have in Jesus, you know, in verses 13, you know, <laughs> 14 and, and on, you know, when you were dead mm-hmm. in your sins and then the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all of our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and can, condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And, and even more, he made a public spectacle of everything, right? He triumphed over everything. Mm-hmm. And what a great reminder for And that's a fantastic, yeah. we often think of, think of our sins as being nailed to the cross because he bore our sins in his body on the cross. But it's not simply our sin that was nailed to the cross. It was the law which condemned us or the, the, the very thing that brought condemnation was also nailed to the cross and he canceled you know the debt that stood against us so as long as you know our sins are forgiven but we go back and we measure ourselves Mm -hmm. you know by the bill of indebtedness that we once incurred Mm -hmm. he said that's been nailed to the cross too so the thing that condemned you is nailed to the cross the thing in you that is condemned is nailed to the cross and then he has you know in verse 15 having disarmed the powers and authorities we always need to remember that uh, you know biblical christianity is a spiritual uh, worldview. So we have many powers that oppose us, mm-hmm. and those have been disarmed. Mm-hmm. You know, we're no longer at their beckoning; they're no longer at their call. Uh, and uh, Christ has given us His Spirit, which gives us the power to be, you know, the people that He has uh, created us to be, redeemed us to be, and calls us to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful picture all the way through. And then, not even is Christ the head over the church, but also He's now the head over every power and authority mm-hmm. you know it's not just like well i have the church and i can be head over that but let's know he's head over everything every mm-hmm. power every, every authority everything that lives everything, everything that moves mm-hmm. everything yeah. that and, and of course you know that's what he you know, was talking about you know from the very beginning we said in him all things are held together mm-hmm. uh you know in that initial prayer and in that christ him mm-hmm. yeah. and not only did he make all things and all things were made for him in them all things are held held together and so that is the one you know, who has brought us to fullness in Christ. That is the one that we worship and the one that we, mm-hmm. uh, that we love. So good. Yeah, fantastic. Cindy, do you mind closing us with a word no, of prayer? No, I don't mind. Father, we have so much to be incredibly thankful for. There was a time when we were dead in our sins and we were uncircumcised in our flesh and we were your enemy and we were so far from you. And yet it has been through um, your incredible love, through your Son, Jesus Christ, that you have brought us near. So, Father, may we be reminded of this as we preach the gospel once again to our hearts. And may we continue to live um, in him, just like the scripture would tell us, rooted and built up in him and strengthened in the faith. And may our hearts live daily, uh, overflowing, full of thankfulness because of this. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.